1: Hello and welcome back to another edition of the What a podcast. My name is Gary and as always I am joined by Mr Anthony Watson. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you very much.
1: Good, good. And we're, we're just going to do a little bit of a, a small review on basically the EFL Cup and the, the FA Cup and we'll, we'll kick right off of it. We'll kick off with the cup final. Manchester United versus Newcastle United. Manchester United 2, Newcastle 0. Um, Eric Ten Hag's first trophy. Um, bit of a revolution as well. going on, really, for both clubs. If I'm being honest, um, what were your thoughts on the game?
0: I noticed how like Sky and BBC didn't have United with Newcastle for some reason. I don't know if that was a bit of a throwaway, but never mind. Um, to be honest, I thought um it was a typical Cup Final performance from Man United. You know, did enough. Um, thought Newcastle got out the blocks alright but needed they needed to score first You know, they, they needed to score first they needed to score early they didn't and then as soon as Man United scored the first goal it, it was only going one way I think um, fair credit to Newcastle because they, they did they did try in the second half and they tried to get the goal back but I just feel with Newcastle I, mean, I think they, they peaked I think like we had this little bit of discussion to me in our group chat there had this final been played in December, I think Newcastle would have won, you know, just because they were the form side, you know, they were beating teams 4-0 and, and things like that, you know, taking um, Arsenal, only taking points at home, at home off Arsenal, you know, at the Emirates. And I just feel since the World Cup, they've fought, not really fallen off a cliff because they've not lost many games, but the, the goals have dried up and... um then now they look tired there's a few of them players who need a rest you know like Trippier who's had a long season you know Callum Wilson who's got the World Cup they don't look the same and the bother is they haven't got anyone really who coming come in and replace them you know like if Trippier goes out, that team who comes in you know you're you worried don't you you're not sure who goes in Um, if Wilson comes out yes there's Isaac, Izak, but isaac has been you know hit and miss with injuries you know I thought he did alright when he came actually to be fair he was good but yeah, I just think that they just, they, they just need to consolidate on the season. Now, if they finish top six, that's a great season. But well, fair play at United, Ten Hags just revolutionised them. And I think, again, probably since they've got rid of Ronaldo, they've just been absolutely amazing. You look at Rashford, he's on fire, and you know, the amount of goals he scored and how, like, the goal on Sunday being credited as an own goal, but he's still in the position to, you know, force the mistake. Um, and yeah, I just think, like I say, I think. United were just the better side. Um, I didn't really think they got out of second gear though. I think there was a few more gears to go through. Had Newcastle I posed the questions. Newcastle probably, you know, that they, they've made it to the first final, you know, under the new, you know, the new regime, you know, the, the Eddie Howe, the Eddie Howe regime, the Saudi regime. You know, we can say what we want about it, but you know, this money's here now. Um, you know, the Qatar is up to take nights. So this money's here now. We not like it, but. Got the final in the first season, so you know, as I said, they'll probably be back. I don't think it'll be next season, you know, I really don't. I think there'll be other teams, and um, but yeah, fair play to the the, the fans seem to have enjoyed the day. Um, I did find it quite ironic that they were waving white flags in the 90th minute as a sign of um surrender, but never mind. (laughs) But yeah, you know, fair play to Manu. I thought they were the better side, I thought they were very comfortable. Um, Newcastle posed a couple of questions, but you know, I just thought as well, Gary. I don't know, I am going on a little bit, but the second half for me seemed like pretty dangerous. Pretty well, I, sorry. there was a lot. There wasn't. It wasn't very quick, was it? It was a very slow post game. game and yeah. You would expect in the in the in the second half of a game when you're down, you turn two down to come firing out the blocks, and I know that Newcastle did that. And you know that the players who you expect them to do to you know bring the magic, you know, the likes of Bruno, the likes of Almiron and Sir Maximum probably didn't have their best games. You know, Sir Maximum tried, but he kept on falling over himself. So um but no, you know they've they've had the D outs. They're probably like I said the, if they can consolidate now and get top six, I think that's a great season. So, you know, fair play to them in that and fair play to them for getting there in the first place because it's not easy. Um but yeah Man United just showed that that they've got the better players and they've got the more experience to win cup finals because they've been doing it on a yearly basis. I mean, even though it's the first trophy since 2018, they've got players
1: who have been there and done that. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Um, I mean, I'll quickly just talk about Newcastle briefly. I mean, we had this conversation again in our our group chat. Yeah, Newcastle aren't necessarily losing games and um, they're drawing a lot of games, but they're not scoring goals. I think they've only scored three goals this year so far. And, if you're looking at overall form, they've only actually won one game in all competitions. Well, actually, no. I say one game. It's uh, three games in all competitions because you've got the two cup games as well. But mm-hmm. only one league game they've won since the turn of the year. Um, I don't want to use the words as that cause for concern with them, but they're clearly not scoring goals, and I think that showed against Man United. I think Man United just knew how to kind of distill them, and and I mean. I Don't think anyone at the moment, I, f- I think everyone's finding it very hard to beat that duo for Ran and Lissandro Martinez. Lissandro mm-hmm. Martinez is about two foot six and he's one of the best headers of a ball in the Premier League. Man United, for me, I said four months ago, that was so dull and so boring to watch, but now that Ronaldo's gone, they're yeah, really entertaining. Like they, they can come back from behind, I think they play better anyway when they go from, uh, go a goal down because they just look really good on the break, but like in a kind of Disciplined way, whereas Liverpool are very gang Man United are very disciplined in the way they move forward, and you know, the, nine times out of ten, they're coming back in a game which they go behind. Um, again, played against Barcelona, it's exactly the same thing, and just the look of really good entity under Eric Ten Hag, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder as well if if United were expecting this so quickly. I mean, even if you go to like November, December time, there was still a little bit, you know. Hit and miss weren't there, you know? The, the weren't they hadn't found the straps, and, and it was obviously the Ronaldo thing, you know. And you see what's happened since they've got rid of Ronaldo, they cancelled his contract just before the World Cup, and you know, he's gone, you know, gone to line, he's pockets up in Saudi Arabia, and that's totally up to him. But you just look at like the likes of Rashford, who's just come out of his shell. And for me, I, I know I've said this on this pod the last. Last well, two or three weeks. I think he's the best player in the Premier League at the moment. I really do. And that includes Erling Haaland and Harry Kane and everything like that. I, I think he's just been absolutely magnificent. Um, but even, you know, like you've just mentioned there, Lissandro and, you know, um, Varane. But you, you look at Luke Shaw as well, who, who's who been playing as the centre-half, you know, and doesn't look out of place. Um, you know, putting the put in the cross. I know he's back, left-back for the cup final. We put in the cross. It was a beautiful ball. Um, and, you know, Luke Shaw has now probably established himself as England's Probably England's best left back at the minute, where that wasn't always the case. Um, you know, I'm looking at you know Wamba Saka, who you know is very cumbersome, very clumsy, but he's improved tenfold under uh, Ten Hag. You know, and they brought in the right players at the right time. Even Weghurst, who you know he's a little bit of a card horse. Of course, he is. You know, he's he's he, he's not a, a brilliant striker, but what he's done for our team. Is allowed the likes of Rashford and Sancho and and Garnacho to play in their actual wide positions where you know he's he's just been a focal point, you know, and, and that's all they needed, you know. And, and fair play to Ten Hag for seeing that. And fair play from taking, a, you know, taking a gamble with Weghorst. You, you saw him after the game, and he was he was he was really emotional because it's the first time he's won something, you know. And it, it it's it's things like that that make it all worthwhile. And and obviously, you know, Weghorst won't be leading the line for United next year. They will sign a striker. But he's come in at such a difficult time and actually done well, you know, without scoring goals. He's actually, you know, brought the improvement out in in the better players. And, um, you know, I, just, I think Hag deserves a hell of a lot of credit for that. And the way he's just turned the tide, really. And you've got to remember that he started off his season... They, they didn't start off very well, and they lost four 0 to Brentford, and you know things like that, and they really struggled, and, and the just the improvement this year is fantastic. So I just hope they can keep, you know, they can keep keep it up because a, a Premier League with Man United near the top is all the better for it, you know, and the amount of money that the, you know, the the, the revenue they're bringing all over the world, um, you know, they're still the most well known football team in the world. You see, you know kids in every continent with a Man United strip on, you know, and hopefully now they're going to have it with Rashford on the back or, you know, Bruno or whatever. But, yeah, it's just great to see. And, you know, I do hope that, obviously, you're up for sale. I, I do hope they don't go down the Qatari route and that they go through, like, Mark Ratcliffe or something and do it properly. Uh, but you look at what, like, some of the fan groups have come out and said, like the LGBT group said, they, they would find it hard to support them again if Qatar took over, which, which I think, you know, I think that's kind of what Newcastle should have done. But, you know, Newcastle decided to go down the other route of, you know, anything's better than Mike Ashley, which is fair enough. But Man United have actually, you know, kind of kind of morally seen it right. It could obviously it could all change a because RT over and there's, you know, there's absolutely all this. And but at least they're kind of, you know, putting the failures out early on. Um, you know, but it probably helps having another billionaire, you know, wanting to take over. Um but yeah, he's he's done such a good job. And for me, probably my manager of the year. With my tin hat on, you know, probably maybe, yeah, I would say most consistently um, for for the for all, all, all tournaments, Probably my manager of the season so far.
1: And that's an interesting that's... one, actually, because, you know, I think there's probably a couple up there. Like, I, f- I think probably Arteta's up there. Ed, Eddie Howe has done a great job with Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, um... yeah, he
0: has. And, and let's not take it away, like, one defeat for Newcastle I know they've only you know Levone, it's only the fourth defeat all season or something like that in all competitions let's not take it away of how good of a job he is doing at Newcastle and, and it, you know we have to take our red and white hats off when when we see that but is he, doing a great job and the amount of improvement he's brought in Joe Linton in armour and all that's kind of fallen off a little bit now Sean Longstaff you know players like that who who haven't come for the big money yes they've spent money of course they have spent 200 million quid but it's a drop in the ocean when you look at what West, what Chelsea have done, yeah. and they look worse for it. So yeah, fair play, Eddie Howe. You know, I, I, do, I do think he's done a great job, and I don't think that'll be his last final.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would. Well, I, the question I actually was going to ask you, I was going to ask you two questions based on Ten Hag, and a question based on Eddie Howe. First question was Ten Hag: Do you think Ten Hag will win another trophy this season with Man United? Will it be the FA Cup, the the Europa League, or even potentially the league?
0: For me, the favourites for the for the Europa League now, whoever won out of well, them and are probably my favourites for the Europa League. So I'll probably say that you know they would, they would win the Europa League. Um, I don't think they'll win the league. I think that I think it's Arsenal or Man United. I really do, even though they're not a million miles away. I think it's between they've got to probably win every game towards the end of the season and hope that there's a monumental you know collapse from both Man City and Arsenal. I still think City will win the league. Just something in the batting line; they've done it before. They they've got this experience to be in a chase. Um, FA Cup, it's wide open. You know they've um, they've got a relatively all right draw having this. So um, they've avoided City anyway. I think I think that's probably a Manchester final. Um, but, yeah, you know, so I'd imagine they'll win another trophy. I, I do have favourites for the Europa League. I think that's probably the most realistic, um, that and the FA Cup. But I, 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 think, I, I just think they're too far behind in the league. But mm. next year, the year after, yeah, they'll be they'll be
1: there or thereabouts. Fair one. And, and Eddie Howe, um, you kind of have already answered it, really, if I'm being honest. Uh, my question was going to be, do you see Eddie Howe being the manager of Newcastle, when they next reach a final, whether that be the Carabao, the FA, or even a Europa or Champions League final. Do you think Eddie Howe will be that manager?
0: Yeah, I think he's a long-term project for Newcastle. The only thing I think will get him away from, from Newcastle is is England, the England job. And I don't think Southgate's going anywhere soon, is he? So that would be... Uh... You know, if, if if Southgate was to resign, you know, in, a, in a, whenever it's the next World Cup or the next Euros or whatever, Eddie Howe would be my odds-on favourite for that job. And you can't really turn England down, can you? But I kind of see him going to another club. You know, I, I know you mentioned Liverpool. I just think Liverpool will go for someone, probably another foreign manager. Um, and I don't think they're United City I don't think we'll go for Eddie Howe, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way at all. But you know, they'll have City. will have their your kind of next manager in line, even when Pep does leave. Already now, you're probably looking at Arteta. You know, and probably thinking, would he move? Um, but no. Um, I I'd like I say, I think you. I don't think he's done his last final yet as a Newcastle manager. Also, Sunday fans, unfortunately, might have to get used to you know seeing this at a regular occurrence. But you know, there's no givens in football, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think probably his company for me would be the replacement for Pep, but that's a, a story for another day. I mean, mm, um, we'll, possibly. We'll, yeah, I mean, we'll move on to Tuesday's FA Cup game. So there was four: there was Stoke versus Brighton, Leicester versus Blackburn, Fulham versus Leeds, Bristol City versus Man City. Going to start with, uh, Stoke versus Brighton. Ironically, it has a little bit of a link to us, really, because it is Alex Neal Stoke City, and we play Stoke at the weekend. Got beat one nil off Brighton. Um, Evan Ferguson, who at the moment, you know, can't stop scoring goals. De Zerby has them playing some brilliant football, as did Potter, but maybe it's, it's a lot about their, you know, back what goes on behind the back room in regards to how they perform. I mean, I suppose a Brighton win was to be expected, really.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, they've got the job done. Stoke's a difficult place to go. You know, you always hear the phrase, you know, Tuesday night, cold Tuesday night at Stoke, and, you know, a role of kind of like... Um... The they the filled in the corners now with seats and everything, it's still not a nice place to go. Um and, and Stoke do make it hard and, and Alex Neil's side is set up well defensively. Brighton did enough to win the game, you know, Karen Matoma with a with a lovely ball for Everett Ferguson, who's who's come out of nowhere, hasn't he? Looks it looks a good sign in him. Um but yeah, I mean I just hope that it's kind of we saw what happened with Sundon on Saturday when they played in midweek and Coventry didn't come just saying have that little bit too much, you know because 'cause they've been fit for a week and I think Sundon needed that week off. So I think the, the best was to be out of FA Cup, although we were so close against Fulham. But I fully expect Saturday to be a massive... I think it'll be a huge game, to be honest. It'll be a great game, to be honest. But, yeah, Brighton. Brighton are one of those ones as well who have got a great chance now of getting into a final you know and getting a Wembley deal which hasn't happened that often for a Brighton fan so fair play but I mean the have Jason Steele goal go as well which is it's crazy but yeah fair play well done to Brighton you know probably it's probably just
1: about deserve and probably just about expected, as you say, Gary. Yeah, yeah and uh, Alex Neil come back to the Stadium. I like it'll be interesting to see what kind of reception he gets. In honesty, in, <laughs> I don't I'm, think will be good and... No, I don't think we'll <laughs> be either, but I'm kind of hoping that we, you know, we just overlook that and just not give, uh, you know, Alex Neil the satisfaction of that because we're playing great football, you know, we're really good on the counter. Um, we've, we've came on leaps and bounds under, you know, Mogger, so yeah, um, yeah I think there'll be
0: a bit or too, though. <laughs>
1: there definitely will um... be, definitely will be because, you know, we have the most. The most liveliest fans in the country, so definitely. But um Brighton, I saw an interesting statistic uh, interesting report about Brighton today on Instagram, on one of, like Sport Bible or Purity Sport or whatever it is, that Chelsea are looking at Roberto De Zerbi to potentially replace Graham Potter. Now how interesting would that be?
0: Um I think all Roberto DeZerby needs to do is look at the last Brighton manager who left to join Chelsea, which funny enough is Graham Potter. <laughs> you know Brighton's probably more stable you know, and would never have said that years ago, would we? You know how stable Brighton have done, but stay with Brighton, finish finish what you've started. You know, finish the model in, and say two or three years time, if a big if a bigger club comes for you, then go for it. But then minute just stay where you are. That would be me advice. I know, he's not going to listen to us, but you know, see what happens.
1: Roberto, if you're listening. Anthony Watson has some really great advice for you mate okay um, well, I, I think I'm with you though I think probably he's Potter looks and thinks what have I got myself into here because I don't think he's picking that team if I'm being honest if you look at the way they played on Saturday against Spurs Moodrick's oh, on the bench I know,
0: it's a weird one to get into and, I, um, and we probably will I know we had a Chelsea fan didn't we a few weeks ago Um. But why, I just don't understand why ZH, who nearly went in the, summer, in the in the winter, sorry, he was so close, a paperwork, you know, a paperwork um, error away from, from signing, you know, with Marseille, wasn't it? Where he was going to a PSG one or two. Yeah, pretty, yeah. um, and now he's starting, it's like, what? <laughs> it's, like, it's basically what he's doing is literally just getting, like, he's he's tactics board and just throwing things at the tactics board and is this going to work or is that going to work and it's actually quite sad I think you know it is sad for Graham Potter because he's a really really good manager who hasn't had this type of pressure on him before and you know I don't think he can do much to change it I think that's why they haven't sacked him yet because I think Chelsea are aware that they just need to write this season off and then start afresh and then if it isn't working next year then you know it is time to sack him but I think if if they were going to sack him, they would have sacked him now, like before, certainly after the Spurs game, you know, losing 2-0 to Spurs. I think they would have got rid of him beforehand. So, I think he's probably all right till the end of the season.
1: I'd probably say you're right as well. I mean, obviously, we'll probably revisit this again because Chelsea is a, a, a bit of a revolving conversation at the moment. <laughs> I think that's going on. Um, I feel like they're playing Ziyech because he threw, Well, he didn't throw his toys out the prom necessarily, but the transfer was messed up. And I think, you know, as a way to say, sorry... He's being told to play. Maybe. I, I don't know. But um... oh, that's, It's a bit mad. He
0: wasn't playing beforehand, was he? I, just, no. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, we'll move on to the next game from Tuesday, which was um, a little bit of a shock. Leicester getting beat off Blackburn at home, 2-1. Um, Daniel Iverson started in goal for Leicester, which is an interesting one considering their link with our goalkeeper. Um, But, you know, Leicester put out a strong team, you know, really. I mean, they've got Wu mm-hmm. Fiers at the back who, to be honest, I think I'm betting him. But um, they put out a strong team, you know, Blackburn being a championship side, they're still going to go for it, much like we did. We put out a full-strength team. We didn't, you know, we didn't want to, like, put out a, a second-string team and just try and scrape by or go, oh, well, if we get beat, we get beat. Fair game to them, 1-2-1. One, one. Leicester's just a very, very weird situation this season, though.
0: Yeah, because they were a one player team you know what I mean if, if, if you take James Madison out of that team and they were a bad average side you know you put James Madison in because James Madison's a top quality player they look better so like obviously they lost um, in the Premier League just before um, and, and they're getting sucked into it again Gary you know I said a few weeks ago now just to be wary of Leicester getting sucked in and they are now getting sucked back into this relegation battle I mean some it's not right but you know, having Mad you know, if they get Madison fit, they'll be all they'll be alright as long as they've got Madison. But, you know, you just they just they just no- they've got nothing else, haven't they? You know, they've got so many players who just need to leave, you know, the likes of like I think in the actuals had better days yeah. and if Hardy is coming towards the end of his career and you can't you can't rely on him in the Premier League anymore. Um, you know, and there's nobody there bar Madison who you think maybe Jewsbury Hall who can like kind of take the game by a scuff in the neck. But just a young player, you know he's not gonna, you know, consistently, you know, perform every week. So it's just it's mad. And obviously they've lost Telemans as well for six weeks. Who's a big player for them, although he's not been starting regularly. Still a massive player. Um. Yeah. Again, you're worried. And you know, to, to be fair to Blackburn, Blackburn either are either brilliant or terrible. And you know they, they were brilliant um, the other night and fully deserved it. You know, and fair play to them as well. You know, one game away. From a potential semi-final at Wembley, so you know, fingers crossed it can do. But they've kind of had a revival, and um, they went like a few games, like we beat them on Boxing Day, and um they went a few games where they couldn't buy a win, and all of a sudden won the last three in the league, gone back into the playoffs, and you know just saw that as an all or nothing game, and, and you know won so fair, well done to them to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Blackburn don't really have any massively noticeable players in their starting eleven who stand out as to be an impact player. Whereas if you look at Leicester on the other hand, yeah, granted James Madison is injured at the moment, but they've still got Jusby Hall, they've still got Harvey Barnes, they've still got Ricardo Pereira, who on his day when 100% fit is probably one of the best attacking right-backs in the league. Um, Had had Alex Smithies on the bench, who is a very experienced championship goalkeeper. Obviously, they opted for, for Daniel Iverson, but really, in that game, I would have probably used Smithies. Um, and, you know, they have some players that come off the bench, like Castagne, Belgium, and National. Um, and it's just, a, you know, all those players just couldn't do anything against Blackburn as such. And, you know, maybe it's the unity and, you know, the hard work of Blackburn that's gotten through mm-hmm. You know, fair game to them, really. um, But it'd be an interesting one to see how they do in the next round. Because, um, like you say, they're the one game away from a semi-final. I'm not sure who they've got, like. Do you know who they've got?
0: Blackburn have Sheffield United, so yeah, so you're gonna have a championship side in the, semis. in the semi-finals at Wembley, which which is great. What what a, what a um what a like kind of character dangling in front of your players there, especially you know like these two who are vying for the playoffs as well. It's not really out of the out of the question that Blackburn could go up automatically. Um, you know, when Sheffield United are seven points good. they do have that cushion a little bit now, Um yeah, just just to really go over the quarterfinal draw, it's it's Man City, Burnley, Man United, Fulham, Brighton and Grimsby. I oh, know we'll get on to Grimsby later, and then Sheffield United and Blackburn. So you look at them, you look at that, and I've just mentioned Black, uh, sorry Brighton, who've got a really really good chance of, of getting into a semi final. So you know, get get there and hope there's a you hope for a surprise of either Fulham or Burnley can turn somebody over. Um, or get the winner of the championship game, and you know you gotta put them down as favorites,
1: haven't you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, Blackburn Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Sheffield United, be a really interesting game anyway. Sheffield went United, uh, I'm Wednesday. Um, they're in brilliant form. I mean, we'll move on to the next game, which is Fulham Leeds. Fulham two nil. Um, you know, could have been us. Um, as much <laughs> as we would have liked it. I'm glad it wasn't though. I I have said
0: that the, the Southern <laughs> players just needed this week off. You know, and you know, I watched this game actually on Tuesday night, and Fulham scored two lovely goals. I don't know if you've seen them, but you know, uh, I think it was Pereira, Pereira. got the first one. Um, no, it wasn't it? Was the other the, the guy for them? Uh, um,
1: man.
0: but that was a great goal, and then uh, Solomon the, the player in form, isn't he? Massive player in form, um, for them uh, with another great goal. It was a good game actually, but they were excellent. Yeah, you, know, you know, Fulham again. What a season they're having, you know, under um under Silva, you know, they they they're pushing for Europe on a couple of fronts. Could do it in the league, could do it in the in the cup. You are not sure, but again, you know, another side they're going to go to the Man. They'll fancy themselves at Man U. To be honest, you know, a couple of players going back there. Uh, it was Paulinho? Sorry, you got the first one. Beautiful goal. I think it's I think it's a little bit you know dodgy keeping by by the lead to keep because he's off his line, but but then the second one from Solomon's a beautiful finish. Um, so yeah, they on they're on a high. So
1: well done to them. Yeah yeah definitely i mean um i mean they're not really playing as many first team players as well in the cup. I mean, road i get a, a slot in and goal instead of leno um weirdly what i find interesting about the way fulham are playing um kenny Tete is a right back who was actually linked with us when we were in league one i think only on loan but uh he's playing pretty much week in week out in the premier league and in in the the cup i mean he came on as a sub for cedric Suarez in that game but like they have got a lot of hard working players and they're not necessarily great players but really hard working players and i think maybe that's why they're, they're doing so well whereas on the flip side of it, you've got Leeds, who you know have a lot of young players who were signed by Jesse Marsh, um, and you know before him his predecessor Bielsa. Um and Maybe they're just in a massive transition because I am a big fan of Wilfred Notto. I think Wilfred Notto is going to be a really good player, but you know I don't think he'll stay at Leeds for very long. The way he's progressing no. at the moment, we've got Somerville, obviously you know a favourite of ours, Greenwood. Um, it's just I think maybe they're in a transitional period, and you know. I would have liked to have seen them stick with Jesse Marsh, but obviously that wasn't a B. But, you know, credit to Fulham, credit to Mark O'Silver. They're they're playing some brilliant football at the moment and, you know, deservedly. They're in the next round of the FA Cup. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, the last game of uh, Tuesday was uh, Bristol City-Man City, who obviously we played Bristol City last week. Um, We'll not forget Luke O'Neill getting a piggyback off Alex Scott. That was quite interesting. But... City, usual dominance, 3-0, brace from Ford and De Bruyne. De Bruyne, you know, best midfielder in, in Europe, best midfielder, one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, as to be expected, really, 3-0, really, with the amount of ability in that team, I guess.
0: Yeah, game was over when and scored after seven minutes. You know, that was game over. You know, Bristol, they, to be fair, them to give it a good goal. Had a cut, had a shout for a penalty, which, I uh, really go, Lewis... It, it was it was clumsy and there's no VAR because obviously it's a championship ground so possibly a penalty but they had a shout but yeah it'd be fair to held City out until the 74th and 4th and scored again uh, De Bruyne you know good to see him Batman has been ill good to see him you know score again he hasn't really you know um, hit the ground since the World Cup you know obviously a little bit of a hangover from you know, Belgium being terrible but and another assist for Jack Greenish Gary so there we go he's on fire
1: you know what I was actually going to say it yeah Cause I was expecting you to get this in, I was, and I actually said to Becker yesterday, Jack Grealish is in really good form at the moment, which, I'm, you know, I'm not going to shy away from that, you know, we've had conversations about, for example, Anthony Patterson, um, I'll give credit where credit's due, Jack Grealish is in really good form at the moment, he really kind of, you know, finding this kind of linkage between, you know, him and Haaland, I know Haaland didn't play, I know Alvarez played, but, um, you know, he's he's looking good. I'm gonna gonna be honest with you. He's looking good, he's looking in good form at the moment. Maybe João Cancelo will even maybe helped because Nathan Acker is playing left back really. Um so that might be helping his game. But uh, City, I think just, you know, went hell for leather, gung-ho. I think they played like four-time midfielders in that game and just tried to take to Bristol City, which granted worked. Rico Lewis played in centre mid, which was interesting. Um, very versatile, so that was an interesting move. But as to be expected, really 3-0. I mean, a lot of people sang the praises of Alex Scott. I mean, we've spoken about Alex Scott before. He's a great player for Bristol City. I don't really see him being there next season. I think maybe a team such as Brentford might go for him. I mean, what was he? What do you think of Alex Scott? maybe seeing him against us a couple of weeks ago, and you know he was kind of the standout player for them against City, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's going places, isn't he? Um, you know, one of them ones who they'll, they'll probably get quite a lot of money for. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can see him at a Brentford, you know, I can see him slotting in quite well at the Brentford. Um, and then you know maybe if he, if he does well there, go go on to one of the bigger clubs. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he's a good player. You know, he's one of them ones where. Next year, Bristol City will probably have to kind of, kind of think. Well, we're gonna to have to cash in and you know get some money because that, that's what the championship's all about now, isn't it? You know, the young ones, You mentioned Patterson before was possibly going to Leicester, but that's what the teams have got to do. Is you know, get money for your big for your you know your big young players, get some big money in, and then try and replenish and get up to the get up to the Premier
1: League where then you can kind of splash the cash a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um we'll move on to the Wednesday fixtures, and I feel like this is one that you've been looking forward to talking about. Uh Southampton Grimsby two one to Grimsby, yeah. uh, very interesting game. Uh, thoughts on that one?
0: Yeah. Fully deserved, fully deserved. Um, you know, yeah, they scored two penalties. You know, but you've you've got to, you know, you got to take your chances. Well, both penalties very clumsy from Southampton. I'm surprised Southampton didn't really, you know, push the game as much as what they did. You know, they like you know not bringing James Ward-Prowse on until you're two 0 down. I think was criminal. They should have been on half time. Um, but yeah, you know, the first team. I think it's since I think it's since Cambridge in 1990. Their the first you know league. Two side to get into, which was then Old Division Two, so you know the um the first side since Cambridge to do that and and fully deserved. You know they, they were excellent. You know fair play at them, fair play to Grimsby Town. I'm I'm over the moon for them. You know and you know Hand, You know balls of steel really take two penalties and score on balls So yeah, fair 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 credit them. And yeah. you know look you look at the draw now. You know they're going to be on the telly again. They're going to be you know they're going to be on the telly away to Brighton you know, get half those ticket sales, that sets them up for a good couple of years, you know, down in lead two, and they're not out of the promotion charge down there, you know, I think they're, I think they're like mid-table, but anything can change down there, you know what I mean, and um, it'll set them up for ne- the next couple of years, so it's you always want to see, this, that's what the FA Cup's all about, it's yeah. the magic of the FA Cup when you're seeing teams like that, and you know what, again, the one game away from Wembley, yeah, it's going to be difficult, and you probably would expect you know, Brighton to, to have enough. Of course you do. You know they're a good side. But yeah, well done to them, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, you say they're magic at the FA Cup, but it's great to see the the lower league teams, you know, really take it to not necessarily just Premier League teams but you know a championship team against League 2 team you know a team which may be in the playoffs and championship and a League 2 team which is mid-table such as Grimsby it's, it's really good to see and like you say you know they, they only are one more game you know from you know getting to the FA Cup like um, so getting the FA Cup semi-final in Wembley sorry that's what I meant to say um, it'd be very interesting to see how they get on Southampton for me are just yeah. terrible like actually terrible Um, I feel like I, I granted they don't have Nathan Jones anymore. It would be interesting to see how they would have performed if Nathan Jones was in charge because I still think it would have been a defeat. But I look at that team and I don't necessarily see any impact players bar James Ward Prowse. I don't see anyone else yeah. that offers anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think they'll go down this year and, and, and they'll obviously lose Ward Prowse. Um, will they come back, up? You don't know, have to invest a lot in youth. Um and, and see where they are you know it's it's just a sad state of affairs but it's probably you know something where they've been flirting with it for a few years and I like what we were reminded so much of what we were like I don't think they'll do the double drop don't get us wrong but uh, it's a long way back for them I will just very, very quickly say on the Grimsby thing well done to them and everything like that but they're gonna have to get rid of the guy who you know posted the Harvey Price video afterwards which just just for me it's not on you shouldn't be laughing at that you shouldn't be taking the mic out of it a lad who's you know who's disabled and you should definitely not be using that to promote a win when you've just won in the FA Cup to
1: be honest I haven't seen that actually yeah it was the, one of their the, players that posted it
0: no it was the club just basically posted something like a, a gif of I think it was like a little short video gif of Harvey Price we, we all know which one it is I'm not going to you know mention it but yeah, um, yeah that, for me I just think that's that's not on to be honest and you know, I hope that, you know whoever's done that needs you know pretty much to
1: yeah, lose your job to be honest <laughs> ah, fair enough I, I haven't seen it Um, I'll, I, that's not something I'm going to be interested in to be quite honest I think it's a bit crap to, to do yeah. such a thing from, from what, you've, what you've said like I say I haven't seen it it probably has popped up in my timeline but I've just not uh, paid attention to it as much um, well but...
0: I've apologised for it today which is which is fair enough yeah, um, but you know, just don't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, very unprofessional from a. club yeah. Very unprofessional from a. And it was on the so.
0: official Twitter account as well, which they've obviously deleted it and yeah. and everything like that. But yeah, you know, let's let's not do that anymore.
1: D- disappointing, Grimsby Town.
0: Disappointing. Yes. Yes, um, and it ruined. Like I say, it ruined what was probably the best you know day in you know their their modern history. So, you yeah, know, nah, we move on.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we move on to Burnley Fleetwood one 0 Um. Burnley for me really entertaining to watch at the moment. It's going to be really interesting to see how they get on against City. Company going back to to Manchester City, they're um, you know, meeting up with Pep Guardiola. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting game uh, in the next round. But you know, uh, a fairly bland one 0 win over Fleetwood. Um, not the not the first team you would really expect. Uh, there was a couple of changes in there. I mean, they made a change in goal peak off Pharrell coming in. Um, you know. It was to be expected, one uh, a win, but I, I thought maybe the way they're playing they might have got more than one goal, to be honest.
0: Yeah, especially because Fleetwood spent the second half with 10 men because he has got sent off just before half time, uh, which, not 10 half, because I don't know if you've seen it, but it's I, I want to say it's harsh. He it, it does have his feet high but he's got every right to go for the ball. It's not one of them horrible tackles, but, yeah, it's probably a red card in this day and age. Yeah. But you would have expected burn Yes, they did make changes, you know, but you would have probably expected them to go on and win by more than that. And it took, like, the 90th minute to to, to win. It's all like a little bit like a bit of a dull game, but, yeah, well done to there, and Finney Company's got his very special day out at Manchester City which I'm sure you'll get a fantastic ovation so and again you know Bernie will go there without any fear you know they can play now this and the, the promoters and what Dan when Dan was on a couple weeks ago he doesn't want to see it but I'll see it for him they're up they can go and play there without any fear they can go there and just it's a no-lose situation for them Um, so that for me, out of them four games, that's the one where you're probably looking and thinking there's a possible shot on, just with how you know kind of in and out City have been, um lately. But it's hard to beat City at home, and Burnley will have to be good. But if one game's going to spring a surprise, it'll be that one.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I'd like to see Burnley, you know, do it against City because I think that would really kind of, you know, cement how well of a job company's done from signing belgian league players really um, which are totally unknown entities so you know a lot of it's got to go down to the scouting, and the recruitment and the coaching which obviously clearly he's part of um i would love to see them go in and beat city it'd be a really really interesting game who knows eh? hopefully for dan they do it
0: yeah i right, fair enough right. sure i'll have a good time <laughs> Definitely so, yeah, glasses again. You. who knows I'm sure he'll be there. I'm sure he'll
1: be there. He might break his glasses or he might end up in the the nearest spoons because it might be a turnover. Who knows? But um, I'm sure either way he'll, he'll have a, a good time. I mean, we'll, we'll move on to the next game, which obviously you know is, is another championship counterpart, which is Sheffield United. Knocked out Spurs. Um, probably is a shock, to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong, Sheffield United are in really great form. Um, but Spurs, you know, and uh, Conte as assistant manager, I don't think they've lost a game in the league.
0: Um, no, no land, No, because only gave the only game they lost recently it was, was Leicester and Conte was there um So Just don't drop Harry Kane You know, that, that's kind of the message I've got there they were, they, were, they were poor I watched it last night And they were very, very poor uh, And to be honest Sheffield United winning wasn't a surprise Because the first half Spurs had all the ball But they just had nothing They didn't do anything with it and then you know the more and more Sheffield United got, you know, into the game, and you know one of the best players in Championship, Hillman, and die scores a lovely goal, but Spurs just didn't look like scoring. Just went through the whole game. I don't know what's wrong with them, you know. And um, Rashardson is—is he being a flop? You would probably say yes. At, at Spurs, you know, he, he's just not—he's not doing it. Um Kulashevsky's obviously still coming back from injury. They, they've lost Benton and who I think's, you know, a massive player for them. I agree. Um they just looked they just looked as if they didn't wanna they didn't wanna they, they looked as if they didn't really wanna play. And then obviously, you know, Keane came on but it was probably, you know, too late um and the likes are like well i can't understand is for spurs especially in this way it's probably the, the best chance of silver to unchance somewhere because they're not going to win the they're certainly not going to win the league and i don't think they're going to win the champions league um you know a really good chance of winning silverware and they're playing you know two players in lucas moira and the center half like i never remember his name sanchez who who are up for the contracts up for renewal and I think they've already announced that they're not renewing them. So why are you playing them? Don't play them. Just drop them. You know and I don't know what Tottenham. They look so good league the, they look so good recently in the league, but you you just think at some point the wheels will fall off. Um, you know i not. I don't want to say they've been lucky because they haven't. You know they were very good against Chelsea, but they just kind of string like a set of these performances together. Um, and even though they've kept like four clean sheets in the league. You're kind of like, you're just waiting for that like one mistake that they're going to make. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Not a shock. Well, yeah, it's a shock, but not entirely that surprising, if you get what I mean by that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. I'm going to ask you a, a question, which, you know, I don't know whether or not this might cause a little controversy. I mean, you said that don't drop Harry Kane. Um, First and foremost, I do actually love this player. I think he's an amazing player. But got to be honest, hasn't been in form. Is it a case of don't drop Harry Kane or don't play Hyman Sun son from the start at the moment for them?
0: I um, no, I don't understand. I understand son coming in. You know, I really can't. But the problem is when you watch Spurs, right? Harry Kane, if he's not getting the ball up front, he comes in and he get he makes chances for these strikers. And Richarlison can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Richarlison is a you know a centre forward or a wide man or whatever, but he can't do what Harry Kane does. So when you take that player out. There's, there's obviously something missing you you kind you, you know you're gonna have to like adapt to a new stride kind of thing and they just didn't do it they, they, they were awful they were awful last night and like I said they, they did have all the ball and up but chef I played the perfect game you know and and you know letting them have it in the first half second half they came into the world. you know they, I think chefffinette knew they were going to score they had the players to do it and then they'll die it was a great finish great goal fully deserved but for, for me if you if you spurs especially looking at that it's you it's probably your, your last chance of, of silverware because like i said i don't know in the champions league and they've gone and played that that side as much as and, and i agree with you about songs he's not been informing the league but surely in that you can find a way of having right obviously they do find a way of having you know son and kane playing but surely there you you probably drop. Richarlison really and and have Kane playing and then you know if they've gone if they've gone out and they've gone out with with Kane in the side, fair enough, well done Chef Chef United there, but for me it's just a massive massive error, um not to have Kane in that side in, in that team and I know that they need to protect them for the league they want to get in top four, but that's proof there that Premier League teams would would rather get in the top four than win the FA Cup, which for me is sad. Find a location near you at
1: bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Yeah,
1: that's that's a fair point. I mean, we've we've talked there pretty much about Spurs' front line over the majority of the team. So what Mm -hmm. I'm going to do now is, you know, I'm going to put you in a position, mate. You're picking a team at the weekend. Are you picking a front three? And who would your front three be? Are you going for a front two or even a front one? I mean, how would you personally look at Spurs' attack and what would you do right now?
0: Um, it'll be maybe Kane, Kulishevsky and probably Son because uh, I have to stick with Richarlison Car- had, his, had his opportunities now and he hasn't took them and Son will turn that around eventually you know I think you know I think it was was it this season or last season where he hadn't scored and then scored four in a game you know he's got that ability um, you know he's got that ability to just turn it around and you know for, but just for me I just think Richarlison has got a little bit of hangover from the World Cup yeah. um, so I think it just needs a little bit of a break
1: yeah, I mean, I'd agree with you. I'd go Sun Kane and Kulosevski up front, because I think that worked on late last season. Um, Ricardo was a bit of an odd buy for me, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, we'll, we'll move on to the last game um, of the FA Cup, um, which was West Ham-Manchester United, which obviously we started the, the conversation around. Um, West Ham took a lead through Ben Benrahma, and then as we talked about earlier on man united looked so good coming back from coming from behind um so then they came back um aguero on goal uh, Garnacho, and then fred in the 95th minute i mean two goals in stoppage time for man united looking really good like i mean yeah. we're kind of going to repeat basically what we said you know 45 minutes ago but looking really good another win and another in another cup game for them yeah and, and there's there's a difference there between man
0: united and spurs man united Took Rashford out, but Man United had you know Garnacho who came in, who you know pretty much just you know did the same jobs that Rashford can do. You know Spurs don't have that like flight like, replacement for Harry Kane, and hence why you shouldn't drop him. You know Man United, yeah, it was a, it was a risk. And then when the one 0 down, you're thinking, oh, is it one game too many? Obviously with you know playing four games in twelve days, whatever it is. But yeah, they found a way, got the equaliser, and then you know nice goal from Garnacho and you know Fred getting a part of me, Fred getting the goal in the end. Um, you know a lot of a lot of talk goes on about Casemiro in that midfield, but Fred's had a very good season for Man United and he was a bit of a laughing stock last year, wasn't he? And, you know, he's having a really, really good season. He's slowly adapting himself to the Premier League and the and the pace and everything like that. He's becoming a really, really big player for Man United. So yeah, well done to them. As soon as they got equalised, you knew they were going to go and win. There was only one team to win and uh, West Ham can now, you know, concentrate on trying to get out of the relegation zone. You know, they're, they're just a couple of points above it. Um, you know, got a good win over uh, Forrest on Saturday, um, which has kind of pulled Forrest back into it. So, um, interesting. You know, it's going to be an interesting final 13, 14 games in the Premier League for the, for the title and for the for the bottom three, I think we're gonna have, you know, one of them ones where it goes out in the final game in both uh both spheres of the um the Premier League. So yeah, but well done Man United and like I say, them against Fulham. Great great game that but I can see it being an all Manchester final, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. if but unless Burnley pipped them like then Burnley could could go quite far. But um you I mean you mentioned there and I just want to take a minute to actually talk about them, Fred, um when the World Cup was on, um we had a conversation, obviously we all had conversations about how good Brazil look, you know, very attacking team. Um always stuck with a midfield free, which we, me, you and Carl had chats about. Um Paqueta, Casemiro, and Fred. Obviously, we know Fred it wasn't fantastic for Man United. So many people said Fred is different gravy for Brazil on like so many different forums. Would you Kind of say that playing with Casemiro now at Man United, he looks a different player to what we saw a year ago.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and and, and it goes to show how good of a signing Casemiro's been for Man United. You know, because he he he's just a, an absolute tank. You know, and, and and he can do he can do all sides of you know the football kind of thing where he can score goals. He can, um, you know, he, he's got that kind of you know flair Brazilian flair, but he's also a shit house. Yeah, um, and and that's why. You know, going, kind of going back to the League Cup final, that's why Bruno Gamayrish didn't play in the World Cup because Casemiro and Fred are just that little bit ahead of him at the moment. You know, Bruno's got every chance. You know, obviously, Casemiro's a lot older than Bruno, but, you know, Bruno's got every chance. But that's why they play, because they've got that understanding and they've got that, you know, that kind of, you know, come are playing, you know, with each other. Um, and yeah it's brought out the best in Fred as well and like I say fair play to him you know it, it really is nice to see that you know because a lot of a lot of people had written him off and I probably did I probably said horrible things about him you know I probably looked at that team thinking how the hell he getting there you know what I mean but fair play to him and you know he's proved me wrong he's probably proved a lot of people wrong and yeah well done to him
1: Thoughts on Garnacho. Brilliant very very good player. I remember, yeah. I remember reading a report that Argentina were going to call him up to cap him because the one them to play for Argentina. And like yeah. I saw some stuff on YouTube of um in youth level and stuff, and uh, I was like, wow, this kid's an absolute baller. But then there was a part of me that thinking people said the same stuff about like Federico Machida, who you know disappeared off the face of the earth, um went absolutely in the obscur- obscurity. But then seeing this player this guy play under Eric Ten Hag, like he's he's a real deal. And I'm gonna put it out there now. They're saving his number seven shirt for next season. Ronaldo's <laughs> um, number seven shirt for next season for yeah. him. One hundred percent. I think yeah, they're gonna push Ronaldo up top. I think they're gonna push Rashford, sorry, up top and they're gonna play Garnacho next season. But they will sign a striker as well. I think that's how they'll line up. But elite, like he's going to be an elite winger and it'll be interesting to see whether or not he chooses Spain or chooses Argentina for International Legions like.
0: Yeah, 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 I agree. Um he's just got everything, hasn't he? I mean, he just looks like it looks as if he's like just so much enjoying himself as well. Um, you know, I, I'd i wish he'd get a better haircut to be honest, because it's not the best, but um no, I really like him I mean, when you looked at like when when United signed Anthony and I do think Anthony will come good for them because he's he is a good player, but he struggled a little bit. Um uh, when you look at Garnacho how like effective he is, you kinda of would put him ahead of Anthony for next season. Um you know, so yeah, well done. I do disagree with this thing with Rashford going centre forward because I would just have him as one of my wide men. I just think he's better as a wide man than he is a centre forward. Hence why bringing widehurst in was such a big thing for Man United to put Rashford back there.
1: I would agree with you. I do agree with you, but I, I feel like the will push him forward because I can't think right now, off the top of my head, what kind of striker Man United will go for to. Play up front because they're going to need an elite striker people say they're going to go for Harry Kane I don't know if they will um, I think maybe Harry Kane's going to be up finishing his career off at Spurs because City looked at him a year ago and yeah. I said they go for Haaland they did go for Haaland I think the only striker I can honestly see them going for is that Martinez who plays for Inter Milan um, he might fit their mould what they're looking for but other than that I cannot see them going for anyone else unless PSG decide to sell Neymar um, yeah. but it is what it is. I mean, we'll see what happens. But but uh, we'll end it on our usual feature, mate. Baller and Ball ache. So, who is your baller this week? Um,
0: it's gonna to go to a manager. It's gonna to go to a return Hard because obviously winning his first trophy as Manchester United manager, you know, getting out of the way, getting out of the way in the first possible opportunity to, you know, win your first trophy as Manchester United manager. Um, I think there'll be more than one that you'll get. I think yeah. it might be more than one this season. Um, but just for the Transformation and like I said, it's just great to see. You know, from from an outsider, it's great to see Manchester United. You know, back where they
1: belong. Really. Uh, I did want to say Ten Hag myself. I am a massive fan of Ten Hag, but I'm gonna go again. I'm gonna keep with the theme of Man United. It's kind of a Man United uh, obsession podcast this week. Um, I'm going to go with Casemiro because I don't yeah, think a lot of people's realised that Casemiro before. The final on Sunday, he played in 12 cup finals and he's won 10 of them. Now he's played in 13 cup finals and won 11 finals. Winner. Winner. Symbolising it. Elite. And this guy's getting older, let's be honest. And he's getting more goals now than he ever was in, in a season. Like he's getting forward when it comes to set players. Um. He looks a brilliant, brilliant signing for for Man United. I can honestly see him being, you know, a vice captain next season for them because he just has that influence. He has that ability, absolute engine. One of my favorite players, um, to watch for quite a while, and now one of my favorite players in, in the Premier League, thankfully, because I did always want to see him in the Premier League. So, definitely my baller this week, Casemiro. What about your ball ache?
0: Um, might well, I think I've already mentioned I but the the Grimsby tweet has yeah. probably probably
1: got it for me to be honest and but not mentioned any more about it. That's a fair one, that's fair. Um and for me it's not necessarily to do with a football or a rugby ball or a basketball or a golf ball. It's more to do with um this YouTuber versus Love Islander fade, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. Yes, I did watch it, because um, I was intrigued. Because I want to see really, you know, how good Tommy Fury is or how good Jake Paul potentially could be or whatever. They spent eight rounds of, of hugging each other. You know, I could go and hug my girlfriend for eight, eight rounds. Do you know what I mean? Um, just a ridiculous fight. Really silly. Yeah. Um, I, saw, I saw loads of people taking the mick out of it, just saying you don't need to watch the Jake Paul-Tommy Fury fight. Um, just go and hug your girlfriend. It was exactly the same thing. Um ultimately made a lot of money off of it which is yeah the, the bother
0: is with that the the, the worst the, the funny thing about that I mean this is like nah, I see it I see it. it's coming coming as, as a bloke i boxed before not at you know, a, a very great level or anything like that but this kind of boxing is here to stay and, it, and it's quite sad to be honest because you know I'm like I oh, do like my boxing I like you know, you know back in the day watching Nigel Ben Chris Eubank you know Ricky Hatton um, you know, um, I mean, and and Tyson Fury. Well, I'm a huge, huge fan of Tyson Fury, but these kind of fights that are making, you know, making so much money. I mean, like, you know, like I remember uh, as Paul isn't it so Jay Paul and and Tommy Fury probably won't need to work again. You know, the amount of money that they've got off this fight, especially, yeah. you know, I mean, like if J. Paul does pay Tommy Fury's um double or nothing bet, um, it, it, the bother is because it's so like kind of you know, like massively followed on on YouTube and everything else, that, social media, it's here to stay. And for me, that's sad, because gonna, you're going to have very, very good boxers who dedicate their life to this sport. And I'm not saying that Tommy Fury and Jake Paul don't dedicate to the sport, because, you know, for, for Jake Paul to get where he's at, it, it does take a lot of commitment, and he, he is a half-decent fighter, to be fair to him. But there's better fighters in him, there's better fighters than Tommy Fury, who will have worked a long time in this sport, and won't see anywhere near that, that PR that they're getting. And I think that's quite sad, to be honest. But um, that's social media for you, Gary.
1: It's social media, and it's, you know, it is the state of boxing at the moment. Again, Floyd Mayweather, you know, he had an exhibition fight with someone from Geordie Shaw. Geordie Shaw, yeah. Aaron yeah. Chambers,
0: I may mean, be on the moon, won't he? he won't have to, probably won't have to work again. He was never MMA fighter, and he wasn't even very good at that. So, right. um,.
1: But you how how did that even come it's, it's around? Weird. I
0: just yeah. don't understand. I kind of be a fan of it, Gary and I can't, I'm can't. i a purist of, of the boxing kind of sense. And, but it's here to stay, unfortunately, because the the money that these can generate um, is is huge. So, you know, shall we say a fair play, probably?
1: Fair. Well, yeah, fair play, I guess. You know, there's a niche there for it. You know, the younger audience seems to like these YouTubers and TikTokers fighting. So, yeah. Uh, Fair enough. Fair play. Um, I mean, it, it, originally it probably wasn't going to be my ball. ache my ball. It was probably going to be that tweet you put out on Sunday in regards to Kizimiro Miro and the wine thing. That was kind of interesting. But that's your autocorrect, mate. Um, so that that nearly <laughs> yeah, deleted, your, to be fair. Uh, your autocorrect was nearly my ball. Ache. But you know, these things know. happen. up Bernie Revolution. I, I wouldn't week. have
0: allowed you to do that because I'm not a sportsman.
1: <laughs> well, you never know, mate. You could be. Um, you know, you, you could enter <laughs> into really the could. world. Of, you could enter into the world of TikTok. Boxing or YouTube boxing or whatever it is, mate. I'm sure you'll probably. I would fancy
0: myself against Tommy Fury and Jay Paul to be honest. <laughs> to would be fair, um, but
1: you know, I... I tell you um, what you do, mate. I don't think you will. <laughs> I'll tell you what you do, but, mate. You record a video, you call them out, because that's what a lot of people seem to be doing in this boxing a lot now. All right, and see what happens. But um, we'll, we'll leave it there, mate. Uh, 55 minutes talking about football, a little bit of boxing, a little bit of Man United, a little bit of everything, to be quite honest. Um you can find us on the sports social network twitter instagram um wherever you get your podcasts from google you know give us a follow um you know apple spotify everything um it's been a pleasure as always and thank you very much no worries and uh, thank you everyone who's listening tonight uh, and good night or good morning whenever you're listening this.